Blow the whistle. And now, the greatest sports talk radio show going today. That's right, Blow the Whistle. With your host, Brandon Stats Januska. The White Sox are all in. They need to at least make it to the American League Championship Series. And even that might not be enough. Tyler Butterball Buterball. Lonzo Ball, he's one heck of a playmaker. And he's going to set these guys up open. He's going to set up Levine. Now DeRozan, Vooch, he's going to be able to set these guys open. And last year, 37.8% from three-point. That's pretty darn good. And David Double D Dykstra. Texas will be lucky to be 500. Oklahoma will be lucky to get out of there with no more than three losses. Like, they're, they're going into conferences where they're going to get shellacked. Hit us up on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. This is your And now, here's Brandon, Tyler, and David. Joe's Hot Dogs has been around since 19... 19- you are listening to Blow the Whistle. That is right. <laughs> what was that? Happy Monday. <laughs> Hot dogs. Hot dogs. That was just weird. All we, right. We promise the rest of the show won't go. <laughs> it's so weird. That was that was Monday scaries. But anyways, but as anyway. you guys know, I'm Tyler Beaterball along with... David Dykstra. And we don't have Brandon today, but we do have... Brandon's got more important <laughs> things to do than hang out with us and make mistakes. I am Golf Lundgren, everybody. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Golf Lundgren. Golf Lundgren. Yes. <laughs> I'm master of the putt-putt course. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, Andrew Valentine, folks. <laughs> happy Monday, even though it is snowing and it's probably crappy outside, so not very happy. But thank you for everyone for listening. And if you're not listening today, you can always tune into uh, where our shows are recorded on, posted on. God, the list goes on and on. Spotify. Spotify. Wait, wait, let let me do one. Hey, uh, Quad Pod. My name's David Dykstra. (laughs) You like to seem to uh, talk about my boys, uh, uh, Tyler Buterball and uh, uh, Brandon Januska, but you don't have me up there as a host, too. That's all right. I I still got love for you, Quad Pod. (laughs) It's all good. We're on all kinds of platforms. (laughs) If you don't get a chance to listen to us today, you can listen to us at another time. Absolutely. And I just want to thank the newish listeners. You guys have been listening to us for a while now from Under the Hood Podcast and giving us a listen and hopefully liking our show because there's nothing, there's no reason to not like us. For if you guys feel We're like all, wait, wait a minute. We're there's plenty great. of reasons not to like us, but that's on a personal level, not a professional yeah, level. Exactly. <laughs> I don't owe any money. Yeah. <laughs> But we got a great show for today. We're going to talk some Bears, talk the rest of the round of the NFL, and then obviously go into the greatest segment in all of radio. You're killing me, Smalls. And end off the first hour with Big Ten football. And then we're going to move on to more college football in the second hour. And then we're going to talk Bulls. And then we're going to do something we've never really done before. We're going to talk about greatest football movies of all time to end off the show. So, are you boys ready? Let's go. All let's right, do let's do this. So, first start and talk about the Bears. Bears coming out of the bye week went into the bye week losing to a devastating loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers 29 to 27 and there was a lot of head scratchers calls that was going on <laughs> David wasn't happy about that game <laughs> yeah, sorry folks he just took his breath away there <laughs> excuse me a lot of head scratching calls going on in that game which leads me to a question which I'm going to ask to you gentlemen and to the listeners is 
Should the NFL change the taunting rule? Give us your guys' thoughts on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. David, I'm going to start off with you. What did, with uh, that very questioning taunting call that the Bears got uh, called on after a huge sack that led him to fourth down and could have set him up to possibly take the lead later in the game, but then end up getting a 15 yard penalty and Pittsburgh got a first down. So. What are your thoughts on either, either that call and then what should the NFL do from moving? Like, if the NFL should do anything with the taunting? I personally think the taunting rule is a piece of trash. I mean, unless you're like physically over the top of somebody or 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 actually directing your your taunt at someone or at a team, like pointing, you know walking yeah. in a brisk manner towards that sideline and bowing up or whatever it may be, there should never be a flag. You're taking a lot of, I think Ryan Clark said it best. There is a fraction of the world that can do what we do. And you're asking us not to celebrate us being able to do those things. Mm-hmm. That is a ridiculous request and it should not even be in a question. Now that being said, that taunting penalty, you've got to be better than that penalty. Your team has to be better than every single quote-unquote bad call that gets called against you to overcome that and win the game. You should have won the game. There is no reason you shouldn't have won the game. Your defense had 17 million offsides penalties lining up in the neutral zone penalties that is an exaggeration, ladies and gentlemen. There were seventeen, <laughs> but it was it was ridiculous how many there were. That being said, you know it, it it's you have to be able to overcome those. So I that that's what I'm going to tell you. Yeah, Andrew. it's it's difficult because the whole thing with the penalties, obviously for the Bears, that's been an issue for them for like the last two years now, right? They've always had an abundance of penalties. A lot of it seeming to come from the offensive line at times. This was one I I agree. Marsh, I didn't think it was. I I didn't think it was taunting. I can understand where they come. They're coming from thinking it was because it's the stare down thing, which is something that athletes do, you know. But at what point is it just him? As our guy Drew said, taking in the moment and and and, t- and trying to be like, man, I can't believe I'm here and I just made a huge play, right? It's that whole thing versus I'm trying to intimidate the entire Packers sidelines. And then obviously there's the hip check situation. It is a mess. I do think you need to change up the taunting thing because now we're getting to the point where it's like, is it a taunt? What's a taunt? It's like a catch rule all of a sudden, right? What's a catch? And that's now the question. What's a taunt? And it becomes ridiculous. And see, with you saying that, that also, like, what upset, what uh, ticked me off the most was just that if you're going to make the taunting rule, mm. make it fair and even to both teams. Because, I mean, I didn't, yeah. I didn't understand how the whole Pittsburgh defense was able to go party in the end zone after the interception. Right. And that's not considered taunting. Yeah. But then you got one guy staring at the sideline. And that's 15 yards. Right. There because has, it's not directed at, right. it's at, at the, the team. team. Yeah, it's not that's at a fair. player or the team or anything like that. It's totally just like, oh, we're having fun and stuff. And, hey, I'm all for let's have fun. But then if we're going to have fun, let's let's have fun all around. Like, we obviously, there is a, a measure being put down or the foot being put down by the NFL 
to say we need to clean up the game. And it's not really, I don't think, needing to be cleaned up. I think they just want to have more professionalism within the game. Why, I don't know. I felt like it was already pretty well established that the NFL had a pretty decent professional level as it was. But I feel like they're trying to do this to kind of clean up the game, if you will. But I don't feel like it needs that much. I mean, if you're going to say it's dirty, then it's like, well, but we're looking at a kitchen floor that's pretty spotless here, folks, because there's not a lot of, unless you're looking at all the cracks and crevices, I don't see a lot of dirt really where you can say the game needs to be cleaned up. I I don't know. It's just me, but I don't feel, I feel like this taunting rule either needs to be reevaluated and really needs to be checked or you just need to get rid of it completely. Absolutely. And so bears coming out of the bye week are facing the Ravens at home. Um, a lot of uh, some new players that are going to make their season debut is Tevin Jenkins, the rookie. He will. We don't know if he's going to play. Right, but he's not going to play. He shouldn't play. I hope he doesn't. He's gonna. He's gonna get up, put off, taken <laughs> off the IR list. He came mm-hmm. back from a back surgery that took him out for the whole uh, first half of the season. So, real quick, since we got a few minutes here left, like with that, but we few minutes left. Um, <laughs> Predictions for this game. So, Bears are at home, coming off of a loss. Ravens are also coming off of a loss. Yeah. So, both going to be kind of hungry for a win. And now that the Bears have David Montgomery back, we'll probably see a little bit more of him running the ball, even though hats off to Khalil Herbert for stepping up mm. and taking those handoffs like like a beast. He yeah. was playing very well. But uh, we'll just go through this quick. Uh, predictions, guys. We're like... Um, what should we expect? Should we expect to see Justin Fields' progression go up more? Because in the past two games, at least in my opinion, Fields has definitely upped his game a little bit more. Yeah. I will say this. I think Fields needs to just continue to lay the hammer down. You saw a really good game. Looked like an NFL quarterback. Just need to get him those open opportunities. Keep splitting the carries with Montgomery and Herbert. Let those two be more dynamic, I think, in the run game. And... Honestly, though, at the end of the day, I don't think they're beating the Ravens. I think this Ravens team's still very good. I think they're stacked right now in terms of their ability to be able to create different things offensively. Their defense is not great, but their defense right now is far better and more cohesive, I think, than what the Bears are right now. I will say it depends on what Ravens team shows up. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that, that Ravens too. team that lost to Miami, Bears have a Lamar shot. Jackson you getting? So that, it's going to depend. Is it great weather? Is it cruddy weather? Is it... Is it Chicago weather? We'll see. Yeah. Yep. I've been, yeah, if it's Chicago weather, I would lean that more towards the Bears' favor, but we'll, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. But over the weekend, one NFL player made a comeback to an old team and led them to a huge upset victory. Find out who that is on Blow the Whistle. Jones leans forward on the left foot, takes the snap, drops back, has time, fires down the middle for Gordon, reaches up, extends, lands in the end zone, between two defenders, touchdown, Patriot! 19th play of the drive, is going to put the game away, touchdown Gibson! Newton takes the snap, and he is in for a Panthers touchdown! Newton throws, end zone, touchdown, Robbie Anderson! Five touchdown passes. Courtesy to 98.5 Sports Hub, Fox, and NBC for those great highlights. So back to uh, my question about... Uh, <laughs> you okay there? The, the music's got him. The music's completely got him. I got a nice little trance. I was bopping my head. <laughs> 
But one one NFL player that made a comeback to an old team, Cam Newton, who was released from the Patriots earlier this season, and the the Carolina God, Carolina Panthers. Happy Monday, happy, happy Monday. <laughs> Carolina Panthers oh upsetted the upsetted upsetted upset the Arizona Cardinals. What's happening? <laughs> Brandon leaves for a week. And everything's broken. We can't talk. Brandon, we can't help. Get, we can't get anything to work right. It knows. It the knows. System knows. The system knows. Brandon's not here. Oh my god! All right, now try it again. One All more right. time. Take three. Carolina Action. Panthers upset the Arizona Cardinals 34-10, to and Cam Newton came back to the uh, Carolina Panthers and got himself a couple of touchdowns. So a lot of uh, quarterback issues going on with Carolina. So a quick little question for you guys, and then we're going to go into the rest of the NFL. Do you see Newton taking back the starting quarterback position in Carolina. Let us know on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. I'm going to start off and I'm going to say no. I don't think so. You're crazy. You're nuts. If you don't think Cam Newton's starting the rest of the year, you're crazy. He is by far the best quarterback on that roster right now by leaps and bounds. PJ Walker is a satisfactory backup quarterback. Out of solid ten. backup, yeah. He's a solid backup, but he is not Cam Newton. And as much as I hate to say it, he might fit into that Matt Rule, Joe Brady offense better than any quarterback they have on staff right now. He might. Uh, the thing with Cam Newton, folks, I think he, <laughs> I think he will be the starter at some point. He's already taking first first team reps according to Matt Rule of ESPN. So he's already getting his shot to kind of get back into the swing of things with Carolina. Don't bank on this team going to the playoffs or anything. Oh, no, for not. Don't, don't, no. Not, not, not anytime soon. Yes, it looked nice that he scored those touchdowns. It's a wonderful thing. Put some juice in the locker room. Put some juice in that team. They look like they're recharged. He absolutely is a nice little firecracker for that thing. But it's a poof, and then it fades away. Because I, at the end of the day, unfortunately, I feel like no matter what, and I, and I agree, I think he can fit in this offense. But the problem is that Cam is still Cam. He's going to try and find a way to do what he wants to do. He's going to improvise a lot, I think. And, you know, if you don't, for him, for Matt Rule, if you don't follow the script, that's a problem. And that's that's where Cam Newton, I think, has a problem. He likes to improvise a lot in his offense. I guess my question would be, do you not think Cam learned anything from his experience in New England? I think he did, but I don't think it's, I, I don't think he's going to look at it as, Okay, from New England, because you got to understand, like, I think, and I know you do, and I think a lot of people do. New England is a different situation than what Carolina is. It's a complete 180, right? New England is totally military. You've got to be with us. You've got to be a team. You've got to be totally in line with everything, right? Carolina, it's a little bit more loose, right? New owner, new coach, new everything right now. So Cam's going to try and take advantage of that and say, well, I'm just going to be myself. You know, he tried to be himself in New England, and they're like, Nah, man, that's not going to work here. Like, you, you've got to fit the system. You've got to focus on the team stuff. In Carolina, I think he's going to kind of relax a little bit. You can already see. He's taking his helmet off saying, I'm back. And it's like, yeah, you're not. But, I mean, you just had a moment. Everybody can have a moment. So I give him a few more weeks of being a starter since he is getting first-team reps. But I don't see him being the starter for the remainder of the week. He's not his elite, his solid, like his great quarterback that he was before. Yeah. And... You're going to say I'm crazy, but 
I still think that Sam Darnold should be the starting quarterback, even though he had a, okay. a little bit of a slump. Yeah. But he started off the season great. Right. Like, so... I think get I think he'll get I think he should get back to that starting quarterback job because I've thought before that it wasn't his like he wasn't the biggest issue with the quarterback situation in yeah with the Jets. I think a lot of that was the coaching cuz look you're already starting to see it again that even with your second overall pick Zach Wilson yeah still not uh playing or the America good. boy Mike White. But see here's <laughs> here, here here's the problem. You're going to sit there and talk about how Sam Darnold should be at this point. <clears throat> I don't know if Sam Darnold can get out of his own way. He yeah, obviously yeah. needed Christian McCaffrey to be in that starting lineup for them to be any kind of effective. And when he wasn't, he put all the pressure on himself and didn't play the football that needed to be played. That is where if you want to be that true blue franchise quarterback that everybody thought you were going to be coming out of college you need to step up and realize that you don't need to go out and necessarily win games because you have a above average defense, I would say. Yeah. I would say <clears> that. I would say good. I would say they're a good defense. They can shut guys down. And and all you need to do is manage the game and, and get score points. Right. No, I so, get that. And now so, McCaffrey's back, so I but mean McCaffrey is back. Yeah. But <clears throat> one, I think Darnold's in his head at this point. Two I don't know how long this this injury is going to take for it to heal. I mean, it's it's a, a fractured shoulder. Yeah, it's a fracture in the shoulder. A or, fracture in the shoulder. So it could take anywhere from two weeks to... Well, they're saying four to six weeks, which could yeah. stretch out somewhere maybe towards like eight to ten, I don't, depending I don't, on severity. I don't see him seeing the field again this year. I think they sit him and say, just <clears> enjoy, <throat> enjoy the rest of the season, yeah. and we'll come back next year and see. And it may end up being, and if Cam shows up and shows out, rules already said he's coming back next season, and there's going to be a quarterback competition between Cam Newton and Sam Darnold. That, that would be a, that'd be a fun uh, yeah. fight for this spot. Well, another big game that we've had that, that happened over the weekend was the New England Patriots – Mac Jones. Slack. <laughs> I mean, Cleveland Browns. I'm, I'm happy either at way, this, I guess, at this on point, this. So. At this point, we all, we all said it at draft time. He could not have gone to a better situation, and it's proving to be so. This is his perfect that, spot that he that could be. This is, Belichick, this is, Belichick now has his next quarterback. This is getting the internship at Apple and then getting the job at Apple. That's essentially what happened. Yeah. You, you, had, you went to Alabama. You went to the same system in New England. It's nothing different. That's all. It's, it's he's playing in college in the pro level. That's all it is. Yeah, but he's he's starting to throw deeper balls. He's yeah. starting to get more comfortable. I think things are starting to slow down for him. Yeah, and they just straight up smack Baker Mayfield and the Browns in the face. Now, granted, that is not a real. <laughs> that's not the Browns. They were yeah. without Nick Chubb. They were without Kareem Hunt. I mean, yeah, but that offensive line still showed that. I mean, he, he, Dearness Johnson still got. 99 yards. I know that's not your typical 130 from Chubb with like three touchdowns. I get that, but this is what this is what I've been talking about with Baker Mayfield. If he can't get the job done as a starting quarterback, this guy's clearly not the future. To quote Rex Ryan, this ain't your boy. This is not the Cleveland Browns guy for the future. There's no way that after this performance, anybody can try and convince me that Baker Mayfield is somehow the future of the Browns. This guy is not Brett Favre. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's more Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill. Where, He's just way too inconsistent. Yeah, you got you can manage the game, but 
as soon as you're asking this guy to like throw big deep balls and try and go 30, 35 times in a game, you can't do it. You just can't do it. No. And then another big upset, the Washington football team <laughs> defeats the formal, formal, former Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 29-19. to 19. Yeah, but that, that win cost them huge. Chase yeah, Young, Chase Young, Young tore his ACL. ACL. That's a huge loss for... That was ugly. Very upsetting for that, but I mean, a huge win for them. That's very impressive. Oh, yeah. Taylor Heineke, 256 yards and a touchdown. Not terrible, but I mean... But once again... If you think Taylor Heineke's your answer at quarterback in, oh, Washington, no, you're in Washington, you're nuts. No, you're no. crazy. You're absolutely insane. He's the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's what he is. He's, I, he's the new Ryan great, Fitzpatrick. Great, The great. guy that he's taking over for is exactly who they got, <laughs> no matter what. And, and honestly, it's it works for what they're doing right now. But if you want to take that next step, you need to go get a top-tier quarterback and this is one of those years where, I mean, where they're finishing right now, they could finish in the top 10. And I know you don't like it, but they could be getting potentially the best quarterback in the draft being Matt Coral from no. Ole Miss. I know you don't like it. I'm just Atlanta. saying. But there's a, but here's the thing. is like if it's not this year, they're going to be getting a quarterback in the next two, three years. They, they need to get one. Guys that are coming they out. need to get one. This They've year. just been ro- rotating veterans exactly. like, for the past few and seasons. I keep so Heineke really as to. your backup. That's honestly, great. Or trade him for value. But – you need to get a better guy. You want my honest opinion? Mm-hmm. If I know uh, Rivera, he's looking more at Pickett and Sam Howell. That wouldn't he, that wouldn't the, shock me one bit. Than he is at Carroll. Yeah, Carroll's too much of a gunslinger. <laughs> yeah, gunslinger. But so, hey, man, I mean, who better to get the ball to Terry McLaurin, right? Yeah, that's true. So, and then last game I wanted to talk about before we end up, the Chiefs get back on track as they get a win. <laughs> he's. That against is, the Raiders. Guess who's back? If this was the <laughs> I'm back yeah. game, the NFL better look out. Yeah. Look out. I'm not going to lie because I totally thought this was not going to be the decline of his career, but I didn't like after seeing. <laughs> it's a little too Four early years, to Five say years, that. he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> he gone. He got, well, there's some people that no, were sounding he got like a, they were saying that. He like, got a half a billion dollar contract. He yeah. don't need nothing he else. He hasn't been looking like his usual self. Of course not. But. This was a huge game for Patrick Mahomes. 406 yards, five touchdowns. Kansas City wins 41-14. to Not going to lie, did not see this coming. I, I thought it was going to be way closer with how Kansas City has been playing. I thought it was great as soon as people were like, oh, as soon as he hit that left-handed throw, you knew something was going down. You knew he was going to start. Great game for him. That yeah. offense looks like they're back. I mean, it's one game, but that offense looks like they haven't lost a step. I'm impressed. I think this is where you see Kansas City start to start to skyrocket yes, again. You'd say this is the booster for them? Oh, absolutely. I think this is the this is the moment where you start to see that team rise back from the ashes. Just... Got their head out of their butts. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good way to put oh, it. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how it goes. Definitely. Yeah. All right, guys. You all know what time of the day it is. That is right. It is time for the greatest segment in all of radio. You're killing me, Smalls, where we just get to rant and complain about anything about sports that has happened over the week. If there has any, if there was anything that has made you say you're killing me, Smalls. Send them over to us on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. We love it when you guys reach out to us, and we can share them uh, on our show today. So stick around with us to enjoy the chaos here on Blow the Whistle. You're killing me, Smalls! That's right. It is time 
for the greatest segment of radio. You're killing me, Smalls. And where we just get to just rant and rave about anything that happened in sports. I know the three of us actually have, uh, have plenty to complain about in sports, and I know everyone out there does too. <laughs> I mean, I could so, go off off record too on sports, and I could just complain about everything else too. So <laughs> yeah, life in, yeah, life in general, life in general. So with the winter time, and <laughs> with all that, everyone listening, please send us your, your Kilomi Smalls. We love it when you guys reach out to us, and we can share them uh, to everyone on the show because we just love hearing it from everyone. So to start this off, usually we always make fun of that Brandon never goes first. So to take place of Brandon, I'll go first. Ooh, okay. So mine, it, it's just going to be kind of an echo and a repeat from our first segment, but I'm going over. I'm going off of for the NFL officiating. Let the boys, let the men play football. Like, why are you gonna take all the fun and excitement out of football? Yeah, the guy. Uh, you got the guy that uh, stared at the sideline after he got made good sack. You know what? Good for him. He made a huge play on a game time, big time uh, moment, and got the Bears or was able to get the Bears set up to possibly take the lead in this game. And you just totally ruined that for him because of something so little and stupid that it was just it was just a joke. And Mr. Ref, your hip was sticking out a little too far, I think. <laughs> Ironically, who's trying to salsa? <laughs> trying to salsa. Yeah, you know, you, you got to move your hips a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, it just it after the flag was thrown after that little hip check. So, don't worry, we all saw that. But uh, come on, man, let the guys play football. Just ha- have some fun with it. You let them have some fun with the. With the celebrations, like I'm glad that the NFL picked up on that. Like just being like, you know what, we're gonna we're not gonna overdo the penalties because that was a big issue yeah. on the celebrating. Because just let them have fun, you know. Especially celebrating on a, a huge play and all that other stuff. So, what makes it a difference for one guy just looking at the sideline? It's like, come on, man. So, NFL officials for doing lousy and just making the stupid uh, taunting call. So lame and weak. I give you a big old. You're killing me, Smalls. All right, uh, Andrew. Why don't you go next? All right, I can go next. All right, New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> Pack it up. Time to move out. See you later. Goodbye. I know you've had you've enjoyed your time in New Orleans. It's time to go to Seattle and become the Supersonics. Time to pack it up. New Orleans, unfortunately, basketball is not working. You've had, what, five big moments in basketball history, maybe six, if you want to say. You've got Pete Maravich. you got Shaq in college, right? Uh, you you want to throw in the Louisiana Tech uh, ladies for basketball for winning some championships too? Sure, fine. But you got the Hornets that came from Charlotte because it wasn't working there. Then you got Chris Paul, but he left. Then you got Anthony Davis, he left. Now you got Zion, and he's getting fat so he can leave. So I think it's time that we start talking about maybe packing it up in New Orleans and maybe heading up north to a city that is desperately calling for the Supersonics to come back. And at this point, you might as well because Pelicans, nobody's identifying with this team. And even still, you don't even have the worst record in the in the league. Houston Rockets do, but they're way more fun to watch than you are because they've got really good players on the court. Your guy sitting out eating cheeseburgers hand over foot, 
looking like Charles Barkley. It's beignets, man. (laughs) He's eating beignets. Absolutely. I mean, getting all that crawdad in it. I mean, he's doing everything. Overdoing it on the gumbo XXL. Like, dude, you have. We have got to talk about New Orleans having a basketball team. It's a football town. It's a bas. It's a baseball town. They don't even have a baseball team, but they take baseball over basketball there. It's time to move to Seattle. Give them back the Supersonics. I had to dismantle the team or whatever you want to do. I don't care, but you got to get out of New Orleans. It's time to put it where basketball will actually count for something rather than being overlooked by a Saints team that is just barely pulling it through right now as a, with a winning record and getting overlooked by Louisiana Tech and Louisiana Lafayette football. It's not right. Can't do it. There's more high school football games that are being looked at than the New Orleans Pelicans. Come on now. So to the Pelicans for their ridiculously terrible way of managing a, an entire organization at this point, for not identifying the idea of possibly going to Seattle, I say to you all, you are... You're killing me, Smalls! Thank you. God. That, that, that team, just it just makes the most sense. because they, It does! Like, how you said, like, how they've been talking about bringing back the Supersonics. Yes! Out of all teams to move to Seattle... That would be the one because I didn't understand why they even moved to New Orleans in the first place. It, it, I understood because of the it was the whole thing that they got a new arena deal. That was the only thing. Other than that, doesn't make it look a difference at this point. They need to go to make the Supersonics come back already. I want to wear my hat. Well, I mean, one, one way or another, the Sonics are coming back. I so, mean, somehow, they yeah. either yeah. through expansion or somebody moving, it's gonna happen. Just move, just move. Give the people God. what they want. Give me what I want. <laughs> they want it. All right. All right. I'm good. David. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here we go. University of Texas. (laughs) So you want to be an SEC team. Are you sure about that? You can't even beat one of the worst teams in all of college football. And you want to come out and say you want to be part of the SEC? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You lose to Kansas. (laughs) who had the heckle and jekyll helmets on, and they win the game. Are you kidding me? They look like a bunch of cartoon characters out there scoring touchdowns left and right. And granted, you know what? I would have been a little less upset about it if it hadn't happened in your own home stadium. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I mean, come on, Steve man. Sarkeesian, you need to get fired. You suck, dude. <laughs> I don't know who else needs to go. Probably the whole board of the University of Texas needs to go bye-bye. <laughs> I'm sure you could find high school coaches that could do a better job in the state of Texas for that university. This has gotten to the point of ridiculousness. It was garbage. You had every opportunity to go out and get a big-time name this offseason. You don't even wait. You go out and get Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, because he did so well Couldn't at even USC, win right? at USC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Couldn't win at USC. But we'll put him at Texas, who, by the way, has more money to throw at somebody than God's creation. Yeah. That's a bunch of... I mean, how, how bad does Matthew McConaughey have to feel... Standing on that sideline that night, he ain't saying all right, all right, all right. No, all right, all right, all right. you gotta go, you gotta oh, go, no, you no, gotta no, go. No, no. <laughs> you know what I hate about Texas football? The older I get, the more they suck. <laughs> That's really like, good. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, like, you guys aren't winning. Be a lot cooler if you did, <laughs> right? <laughs> 
He's driving, what? A, he's what driving away in his Lincoln. What in your minds makes you think you can even contend in the SEC at this point? Seriously. Not a thing. At this point, Not they're having a losing a record. Not a thing. Yeah. And for that, University of Texas, for deciding to become an SEC school and then blowing chunks, losing at home to the heckle and jekyll helmeted Kansas Jayhawks, I give you a big old stinky. Killing me, Smalls. Yeah, you know that whole yeah. thing with the hook'em, right? You know, they always say, yeah, horns down, horns down, horns down baby. Oh, that's yeah. illegal now. Oh, yeah, whatever. That's illegal now. You yeah, can't be everybody doing that. should be throwing that down at you them can't, at this You point. can't be doing that now. <laughs> yeah, right. Are well, you kidding well me? deserves for that team. You know what? I'm going to say this <laughs> right now. i a couple if, more fingers if they kept doing it if I were the Texas fans. I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I will say this right now. If they don't fix it this next year and get some a coach in there with some gumption, mm-hmm. Texas Tech will be a better team than them within three years. Dude, I, Baylor will probably be a better Tech, team than they Tech are. went out and got themselves a a a coach. Scratch that. TCU might actually be better than they are Ooh, by next year. That's I would rough. go. I'd go that even far. Even the new teams that are going to be joining this Big Twelve. This is just it, it's gotten to the point it's of embarrassing. Uh, yeah, it, embarrassment. With a huge te- like huge history on a team like that that is just it's just embarrassing. Yeah, you can't. They have haven't that. really been that and relevant. And the sick part for a while. is they have the talent. They have probably one of the best freshman wide receivers. Yeah. They've got probably one of the best running backs in the nation. Yeah. I it's just ridiculous that they <laughs> Kansas, it's Kansas. Kansas at home. They're a basketball school <laughs> at home. God, you lost to Kansas in the heckle and jekyll helmets. <laughs> I'm calling them that from now on. The heckle, heckle and jekyll, jekyll helmets. Helmet. We're gonna have to post. A oh picture yeah, of we'll put jekyll. yes, so people know what and, we're talking and about. And the helmets. Yes. If we can get a good picture of the helmets, absolutely. <laughs> right. Well, oh God, that ends our wonderful chaos of the week that oh, we love man. to do. But coming up. There is a huge Big Ten matchup this weekend where a win can give them a huge push for the top four rankings. Find out which teams they are here on Blow the Whistle. Eric Hall, the tight end. Will they catch him? No! Touchdown, Michigan! First and goal. Stroud. Olave. Reach it out and adding to it. He's got three straight carries here. This one is in the end zone. Courtesy to Fox and ABC on those great highlights, and courtesy for David for picking out this music bed. Listen, there's a reason I picked it, though. I think I think some respect needs to be put on some of these Big Ten teams. Absolutely, I think they're gonna. <laughs> it's gonna be devouring cannibalism in the Big Ten, but. <laughs> Everybody's going to eat each other. I, I really, I really, away. I really do think so, and that's going to be a sad thing to watch. That. But yeah, which leads me into a question: Do you see a Big Ten, Big Ten team landing themselves in the top four by the end of the regular season? Give us your thoughts on our Facebook, t- Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. David, I'll go to you. So, do you? Do you believe you'll see a Big Ten? We'll see a Big Ten team in the top four. Well, why don't we go over the games and then I'll 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 do I'll do who I think is going to come out of. All right, fair enough. Um, so Michigan and Penn State. Michigan beats Penn State twenty-one to seventeen. Um, good game by McNamara overall, uh, two hundred seventeen yards and three touchdowns, but it was a very slow. 
beginning of the game. I believe it was six to three at the half. Nine I, to it's listen. Here, here's the thing: the the conditions stunk there. First and foremost, it was snowy, rainy to begin the yeah, game. It was crappy out. It was really cruddy out. Uh, the wind was howling. <clears throat> so one direction. <laughs> One direction. No. Um, <laughs> you had you 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 had a, a an easier time throwing and kicking and all that compared to going the opposite direction. I forget which way. I think it was going north. Yeah, they were having a tougher time. Here's the thing. I think Michigan is who we think they are. They're a great running team. They've got a a quarterback for a manager, and they are going to rely on that front seven of their defense to absolutely wreak havoc on on <clears throat> every team in the Big Ten. And I case in point is I I, I texted Drew Guilla and said congratulations because he's a huge Michigan fan on the win. And he goes, hey, man, I'm going to give you credit where credit's due. Your quarterback's a man. He got beat up in that game, and <laughs> yeah. he did. They, he sacked seven times, and he was getting hit a lot more than just those seven times he got sacked. Uh, for me... This year for Penn State comes to they can play with the big boys they just can't beat the big boys. Yeah, and that's what I've we've noticed. I mean, at least I've noticed from out this season is that they were starting off really good, but then once when they start playing like the big time like contending teams, they were they've been kind of struggling a little bit. Well, Clifford Clifford gets injured right in that Iowa game. I think that Iowa game's completely different if he's healthy. If you want me to be really oh, yeah, honest, no, I, I think I, they completely blow out Iowa. He's healthy for the Illinois game. They beat Illinois. He was 50% if that. Ohio State, he made mistakes. He there's there, there's no there's no two ways about it. He made mistakes in that game in pr- critical moments to have them lose that game and then on Saturday, the better team won. The the better team won. They the defense for Penn State was giving up crossing routes the whole game, so they threw one more crossing route, and it broke for a touchdown, which was the game-winning touchdown. And and end of story, you have to beat the team that's in front of you. They didn't beat them. Michigan goes on, still with only one loss, that one loss to Michigan State. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, the, the difficult thing about that game is that Michigan has an offense perfectly tailored towards that type of condition of the field. Whereas Penn State, Penn State does too, but because their running game has kind of been a little bit more lackluster this year than it has in the past, and they have a guy like Clifford who clearly can throw it a nice 50 yards, they feel like they can definitely let it go through the wind. And it's not like his ball doesn't cut through. It can, but that day he clearly was having pressure on him, which means he's rolling out of the pocket. He can't set. He can't make his throw like he used to. So now he's got to throw on the run, which means the ball's not coming out straight all the time. So the wind can catch it and that becomes an issue. And I think that's what happened is that Michigan's defense led by Aiden Hutchinson, who again, the man was a beast. He's an animal. He's he a, is, yeah. he's, he's, he has three sacks in the game. So, I mean, it shows. And he they kept pressure on him all day. He couldn't get comfortable. So he had to kind of try to improvise a little bit. And I think that's what threw their game off and allowed Michigan to be able to say, well, we'll just kind of just kill whatever we can with the clock, run the ball, throw a few passes here and there. And it worked. It worked to perfection, especially in that, in that position. It was easy for them. Yeah. I mean, 
I gotta I gotta give Penn State credit where that they were able to keep it that close with Michigan because Michigan has been impressive. Oh, they're me. gonna they're Absolutely. gonna keep it. See, that's the thing about Penn State, which is so aggravating as a Penn State fan this year. They keep it they're close. gonna keep it close. They yeah. kept it close with yeah. Ohio State, mm-hmm. right? They're gonna keep it close in every single game. It's just the fact and they like can't, we talked, they before, can't make that signature move to win that big game. Yeah, and like what you, we were talking about earlier, they're just right there yeah. to be a great flipping team. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. My my big my big meh of the weekend though when it comes to Big Ten football was that Ohio State Purdue game. Yes, Ohio. boy did Ohio State learn from Michigan State's mistakes. <laughs> and coming out of that, I don't I don't see how you can't put Ohio State above everybody else at this moment. Oh yeah. no, in I, the Big Ten after this game because Purdue, yeah, they're only ranked nineteen, but they've been given the whole Big Ten. They're the spoiler makers. Yeah, they, they, yes, <laughs> they've they been got given a good team. They do. They have a solid team, and they, they they just they have the Big Ten's like the great teams numbers. Like yeah. I don't know what about it. They were just giving them havoc, but Ohio State just did not didn't <laughs> let that get in their way, no. and they totally not even in the not slightest. even close. Whooped them fifty nine to thirty one, which overall, I mean, I I'm not gonna lie. I turned this game off after third quarter because it was at that point it was just over. I watched it the whole time and I'll be honest, the only reason I watched it cuz that kid CJ Stroud, I'm telling people he's fantastic. Oh, he's, don't um, get me wrong, I think he's a very good quarterback verging on the precipice of being a great quarterback over the next I think he's got another year or two to go before he hits that great model. Elite, yeah, I elite wasn't model. I wasn't totally sold at him. On him no, and nobody was year, because yeah. he struggled at but the beginning. He struggles. He, he still struggles when he's on the run and throw. Yes, yeah. So that 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 in itself lends you to want to get him out of the pocket. But if you if you let him in in the pocket, it, it's over. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and then and then you got the phenom running back that's yeah. showing up and showing out for for Ohio State as well. Yeah, and even for Stroud's sake too, he's still fast. So if you give him the the one-line shot where he can take it and run, he's going to take it and run. I mean, he's not that far off from, I don't want to say he's Justin Fields-esque yet, but he has that ability to reach that level of I think he's a little bit more of a pocket passer than Justin yes. is. I think yeah. Justin's better on Justin's the run. Justin's better on the run, and he can play in the pocket. He can make every throw wherever he is on the field. CJ, because he's young, I think is still like sitting in the pocket, young quarterback, trying to learn. By year two, year three, Expect him to be rolling out and probably hitting those shots. Yeah. And then one last game uh, before we wrap it up. Michigan State beats Maryland uh, it, it's, it's 40 all, to 21. Listen, that wasn't we, we're about to see what Ohio State's made of. Yeah. Their last their last four games are were Penn State, beat Penn State, Purdue, absolutely annihilated Purdue. They've got Michigan State next and then, week. And then Michigan. And then Michigan. Yeah. This, this is a, you want to talk about just this going down gauntlet. the t- gauntlet and going, all right, who's next? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Michigan State to me right now is the one team that I think has the chance to beat Ohio State. And it has nothing more to do with the fact that they can control time of possession mm-hmm. with Walker the third and just run, 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 run that ball. Yeah, that's I mean that's what they need to do because Kenneth Walker the third, absolute beast of yeah. a running back. I believe he's up there in the names for Heisman, right? He's he in has, top he's three. In, yeah, he's, he's definitely talks. top three. And I'll say this too, 
for their quarterback because I completely forgot he is a local kid, uh, Thorne. Yeah, Thorne. Uh, Thorne is, in fact, a local kid from actually in this area, N- Naperville Central, was one of the oh, top right. recruits. Yeah, one yeah. of the top wow. recruits. He's playing well. He played well in this he last did, game. He did, did play pretty well. Yeah. I think he's still the crutch, though, to this team. If he does make mistakes, it's where Michigan State will fall. If he doesn't make mistakes, Michigan State, like you said, control the clock, you can kill it, and you can beat Ohio State. But they're going to have to play a perfect game. Or damn yeah, near, yeah. Damn near close to it. Absolutely. They're gonna have to be I agree with that. But that being said, right now, for me, it, I, honestly, I think it's going to come down to Ohio State, Michigan. Oh, it absolutely. Might, it might be the biggest rivalry game in what, probably five, six years? Since 2006, when they were one and two, I think, in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Something so. like that. This is going to be a huge, huge. I can't uh, wait. And, I can't and wait. Obviously, the game of the week. Yes. yes without absolutely. a doubt. We'll see. We'll see. Well, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up our one of our show, but that's okay. We have our dos. Dos. So we're just halfway done. The. One team undefeated before the weekend, now not undefeated, <laughs> took an upsetting loss while having a QB swap in the middle of the game. Find out who that was here on Blow the Whistle. Exclamation point. Baylor puts another three on the board. They win the game 27-14. to 14. It's a hard-fought victory for Ole Miss. Get out to a 15-0 lead. It was cut to two. Two late interceptions are important. And the Rebels go to 8-2. Rodgers in the end zone is good for a touchdown. Makai Colt has given Mississippi State the lead. Ellison straight on, and he is in. Touchdown. A four-yard scamper to the end zone. Courtesy to Fox and ESPN on those wonderful highlights. Welcome back for our number two of Blow the Whistle. Welcome to our welcome uh, our Under the Hood podcast listeners. On if you're listening to us for the first time, if you've listened to us before, good because we are great and you guys will love us. And uh, <laughs> and you will love it's, us. It's you not arrogance. <laughs> we just know we're good. We just know we're good. <laughs> and if you are just tuning in now, don't worry. If you missed the first hour. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Well, I'll finish it at the end of the show. It's too many. Because <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get back in the quad pod. Yes. Don't forget about quad, quad pod. <laughs> don't forget You've about got quad pod. Addictive personality. Jeez, you know? Don't forget about quad pod. Don't forget about quad, we forgot. quad pod. <laughs> forget about quad pod because they don't forget about you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good slogan. Don't forget yeah. about quad pod because they'll never forget about you. <laughs> I love it. All right, Quad Pod, you heard that. Make me I'll make a commercial for you. <laughs> All right. David should so, do it. I should do it. <laughs> yeah. So Oklahoma loses under like a lose has an upset loss to against the Do you really Baylor call Bears. that an upset though? I mean, nah, it was uh, a eight, eight versus twelve. It's an upset in the sense that I forget that, that they yeah. dropped out down so low, but uh but they lose 27 to 14 and they took out Caleb Williams and put in Spencer Rattler. So my question to you guys is did Oklahoma just get exposed for their get loss against Baylor or was it just a fluke and a bad call on the coach for swapping quarterbacks? Give us your guys' thoughts on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at blow T whistle one. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E one. Um, for me, I mean, I've said it from the beginning. I knew Oklahoma was going to lose one of these games, yeah, a little more surprised that it was much to a much better Baylor Bears team. I thought they were going to get exposed after like how I always uh, talk, bring up about them barely beating Tulane. Yeah, but um, 
I think part of this, I think if they kept in Caleb Williams, Oklahoma would have won. I I, yeah. I don't know because I mean, ooh, that's 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 a that's a big statement. He's having a rough game. He, he had had a rough game, but I mean, is that's not really the time to swap quarterbacks? I wouldn't think personally. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Overall, I think they did it to themselves. They could have won this game because with the new team, how they've been looking with Caleb Williams. Been looking a much a totally different uh, Sooners team than when, with Spencer Rattler. So, I don't know. I think a lot of it was because of that quarterback swap. What did you guys think? I mean, this game was winnable for Oklahoma. Don't get me wrong. They could have been in this game. I agree. I think, listen, Caleb Williams was struggling because this is probably the best defense he's seen all year long. I mean, let, let's be honest. In the Big 12, in their, in their conference, Baylor probably has the best defense of all those teams. And that's not, and that's that's saying something considering the Big Twelve has almost no defense whatsoever. They're maybe the only team that may be able to force a SEC team to go like three and out, okay, like at least once. So that's, I think that says something. This game was winnable. I think pulling Williams for Rattler. I think you're talking about two completely different quarterbacks. One who has proven to be the real leader on this team, right? Williams. He throws the ball well. He's charismatic. Clearly, the team gets behind him. He doesn't get rattled when things are going wrong. Spencer Rattler, there's an arrogance to himself. He seems like the kind of guy when things are down, he's upset. He's pointing fingers. I said this already. He's got that Aaron Rodgers arrogance in him, it feels like, where it's never his fault. It's everybody else's. And so I think when you put him in, the team changes completely. The the chemistry changes for that team. So I think I agree. I think pulling... Williams, even though he was having a bad game, was the wrong move. You keep him in, I think you at least give yourself a better chance. Where Rattler, I don't think you ever had a chance. I agree. I completely agree. That that team quit on Rattler. Yeah, mid, I, I don't even know if they really mid, quit even mid, on him. Mid-game mid three. But they knew that he's not going to give us the, the same thing that Williams that, does. The energy level picks up when Williams is in that game, yeah. on that offense. It, it Listen... <sighs> Baylor is who's ba- is Baylor is, yeah. you know, they're, they're going to be right about mid-level. They're going to probably be one of the elite Big 12 teams now that Oklahoma and, and Texas are going to the SEC. <laughs> um, Have fun. But, but I, I, like I said, I it, it was just a matter of time. I think Andrew and I had talked about this at length. It, it was a matter of time. It was going to happen. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, there was a reason they were at number eight. Yeah. There was a oh, yeah. reason. I, I, I disagreed with them being up in the top four the whole time. I, I mean, thought granted they never yeah. had a loss, but I didn't. I'll be th- the first I, one to say, though, impressed me that much. I thought right. that they were different now that Caleb Williams yeah, was absolutely. a quarterback. It and changed he their level. just pooed the bet on this game. Yeah. And it's going to happen. He's a what? A, fre- a true freshman? He's a true freshman true quarterback. Freshman. It's and he's going to have his he's game. He's done this, by the way, as a true freshman is incredible. You wouldn't think somebody could step in like that, but that says something about who he is. He's a five-star recruit, a top caliber quarterback. This is what they're supposed to do. And considering that Rattler was the top quarterback in his class and he couldn't do that, it says a lot for him too. Yeah. Shows the direction of him. I agree. And then another game that was uh, happened over the weekend, Ole Miss beats Texas A&M 29-19. to um, This game, I could I felt like it could have gone both ways. 
Honestly, yeah. no, no, nope, <laughs> not with Old Miss wearing their baby blues. Nope, not gonna happen. Old Miss does Those not lose nice with jerseys. them baby blues. <laughs> I mean, I would, Old Miss does not lose with the baby blues. I would have liked to said so, but yeah, it's Old, old Miss. There, there's a there's a an aura about them, if you will, that just feels like they have something going for them. Where A and M, they've got a decent team, but there's. So many questions right a- now going A&M's through the that, air. A&M's that, that, that school bus that just keeps going. Yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's, it's one speed. One speed only. Like the bumper falls yeah. off and, and the door they just on keep going. and yeah, a kid flies out of the window, but every, we're still chugging along. Every once in a while, they'll get up over 55 miles an hour. And they'll back off. Oh, okay. They beat Alabama. We got our 55. Yeah. But, and that's the, where the smoke comes here's, out. Here's the thing that I I love. Yeah. I think this whole Ole Miss team has kind of adopted this Lane Kiffin swag. Oh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. Like, they walking around like, all right, yeah, come on, mm-hmm. bring it. We'll, we'll we'll put a whooping on you. Yeah. They yeah. do play with a chip on their shoulder. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just, I did not like, okay, I have one gripe. <laughs> I have one gripe about this game. Okay. Okay. College game day was there. Yes. And they had Lane Kiffin do the picks. Mm-hmm. I did not like that. I, You're telling me you couldn't get a celebrity? You couldn't get Archie Manning to come in? You couldn't get Eli to come in? Yeah. And do picks? Come on, really? I mean, you could have gotten somebody, you know. They had Metcalf, Katie. The last time somebody. they were there, they had Katy Perry, and it was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Oh, and by the way, just as a, a what have you, I forgot to say this about last week's game day, not this prior week, but the week before. Uh-huh. Ken Jong <laughs> beats everybody. <laughs> you were telling me about yeah. this. Everybody mm-hmm. being a, a Michigan State alum and doing the picks oh, yeah. beats everybody. May not have gotten any of his picks right. I don't care. When you have that whole cast <laughs> cracking up, laughing that so much that they can't make their picks, you win, sir. Yeah. You win. But that being said, yeah, I, I think Old Miss is right on the cusp of of being an elite team in the SEC. Especially if they get a certain quarterback. I I think it's leaning more and more that way. I feel like I I think there's a a reason Ole Miss retired retired a certain somebody. No, no. There's a reason. They're going to be building an arch at some point. There's a reason Ole Miss retired a certain someone's number this year. (laughs) There's a reason that they're doing all this stuff for the Manning family. Mm -hmm. Lane (laughs) Kiffin is not a stupid dude. They don't have Eli Manning Day and then say, by the way, why don't you bring your nephew along? Let let Arch come out. Bring the whole family, why don't you? Look at how good you look in these baby blues, Arch. Why don't we talk with your boy here, Cooper? By the way, that is Cooper Manning's son, son for those who don't know who Cooper Man is. He is the middle child of Eli and Peyton. If anybody's seen his workouts for these college football teams, oh my god, ugh, he looks better than Peyton. If you love you some some football, really? oh, he yes. looks better. Than, I've seen more I've accurate seen than Peyton. Film. 
I, I don't know if he'll have the good. same mind as Peyton because Peyton had to just one I of those it, unbelievable minds. But. I just think it'll be funny if Cooper's kid actually ends up being like the best of the Mannings. Oh, it's going to be great. That, that's going great. to be that's great. Gonna be great. At, I want to see. Can we get it like a live version of that Thanksgiving dinner, by the way? Can we get <laughs> where like they a just, live? Where they just talk football the whole time. Just Eli with his rings, Peyton with his rings. And then it's just Arch just like, yeah, looking uh, looking pretty good. And it's like, he's only 25. What the hell? <laughs> seven rings. <laughs> Why did you did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There were there were some inter- my my favorite game of the whole week. I, I showed you guys was the Texas Tech Iowa State game. Yeah, the kicker hitting the sixty two yard field goal to win the game was just mm, absolutely amazing. My ex wife is a Texas Tech <laughs> alum, so okay. I, I okay. tend to watch them, okay. and that's why I hype on them. As what well. was that yeah. crazy stat you said about? The long, oh, the long, the record. 67 yard field goal is the longest field goal in yes. collegiate football history, and it happened three times in 1977 <laughs> 78 season. Like, how does that happen three times? <laughs> yeah. I, I have, have no one idea. year. I, know. I have no idea, like, but it's the, it's the truth. Like, I mean, I, that's what cracks me up. We it's, looked it up. It's been this long since someone has reached to it. Yeah, keep in mind, folks, 67, you're still talking about straight ahead kicking. Yeah, that not was straight ahead, not the soccer yeah. style. This soccer was straight style ahead. had not yet come in. That, uh, unbelievable. And then, real quick, Auburn and Miss uh, Mississippi State. <laughs> Mike Auburn. Leach, Mike Leach, baby. Mike Leach, baby. Mississippi State scores over forty-three points against Auburn. I was no, no. Li- Here, here's the I best part. The hell no, is no, that is not that is not the best part. What's that? They were down twenty-eight to three. Yeah. Were they really? They yeah. scored I didn't get 40, to watch this game. 40 unanswered points. And Atlanta tweeted out, yeah, yeah, we've heard it all before. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm looking at it right here. Real. Oh, yeah, it was 40 straight points. Dude, and only, only Rogers. That only Mike Leach's offense, dude. God. Only Mike Leach's offense <laughs> can do it. something like that. Mike Leach, want to be the head coach at LSU? Yeah, I'll, right. I'll give you all the money, please. <laughs> right. Oh, all right. Well, the college football season is closing in. Who makes the top four and who doesn't? Stick around to hear who we think here on Blow the Whistle. I love this song. So much. <laughs> I'm rocking out. I'm having a good time with this. Love it. Can we just play that for just like five minutes straight? I don't even care about sports it now. It just gets you ready for for football. I have total college football, man. Oh, my God. Love it. All right, well, new college football rankings have came out. Oh, we're going to play it a little bit. I'm just going to yeah. pump it Let up it a little, ride a little bit. Going. Let it going. Ride. All right, now I'll bring it back. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> now back to the business. I don't get to do this at work, so. <laughs> I know. we, we, we got, Just we're, shut it down, Dykstra. I want to play. <laughs> I just want to play a little. No. No. <laughs> Put the toys away. <laughs> That's all right. Put all the right. toys away. All right. <laughs> Let's talk, boys. New college football rankings have came out for this week. Not the official Playoff rankings. Not the official playoff yeah. rankings, no. But new rankings and questions simple as it is. <laughs> who makes it? Who doesn't? Let us know what you guys think your top four is going to be on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. So right now, who they got? Georgia at one, Bama at two, Cincy at three, and Oregon at Four. That's the, is that the AP or the coaches? The AP. The yeah. AP. See, I don't. I don't. It doesn't matter. You got to go by the the CFB playoff rankings. Yeah, which isn't going to change because none of them lost. Right. Right. Yeah. It's here we go. Now I got it. Hold up. So <sighs> okay. It's Georgia one, Bama two, Oregon three, Ohio State four. There yep. we go. That's about right. Cincinnati five, Michigan six, six, Michigan State, Oklahoma. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, yeah. Oklahoma's dropping, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oregon. Top, top four. I, they're, what, they're winning. They're, they're winning. They're winning, Thanks. and that's the only thing that I can give them. But I don't... God, it's so frustrating because... I don't know how good they are because they they haven't really played anyone. No, and I mean they beat Ohio State, you know, and that was that, a good yeah. win for them. But after that, it's like they lost to Stanford. Yeah, it's the same. It's, <laughs> yeah, the thing. yeah, they lost to Stanford. It's the same argument we make with like Cincinnati, right? Where we say, well, they're undefeated, and it's like they beat Notre Dame. But after that, it's like, well, who have they beat? You know, and I understand that's still the argument going on. It's just I feel like if you're going to talk Oregon or Cincinnati at this point, I feel like it should be. Cincinnati in that spot at four, Ohio State up to three at this point. And I, and, and here's and I'm gonna I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say this right now. The the CFB has already come out and said that they are not going to make a decision on expansion until December. Yeah, I'm they're not al- voting on anything yet. I'm almost going to guarantee you this thing is either going to be expanded to eight or twelve this year. That's that's how many teams could. Could possibly, I, I think it will be. Yeah, it, it just makes too much sense. There's too many really good teams that yeah. could do something if they get hot enough, right? And make a run. That, but right now, for me, my top four is I would go, and, and I hate I hate doing this, but <clears throat> and everybody's going to give me crap for it, but I don't care. We're ready. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, uh, Oregon. Number four, Cincinnati. You don't even put Alabama in there? Nope. Can I give you a hug? Really? <laughs> you want to know why I don't put Alabama in there? Why? They lost to Texas A&M. Thank you. That's fair enough. Yeah. That's a fair point. Hey, you lost Alabama, to another ranked team. Alabama and Oregon are right there. Okay. Right there, side by side. Yeah. Okay. But here's the messed up part. If you want what I think is actually going to happen... I think those four stay in the top four. Michigan jumps Cincinnati to five. Yeah. And Cincinnati sits at six because uh, Michigan beat Penn State. It could. I, the difficult thing with Michigan, obviously, is that they've got the upcoming big game with Ohio State. And depending on how Ohio State does against Michigan State, obviously, is going to be a deterrent on that as well. So I, at this point, I... Like I like them in the New Year's Six. I just don't know if I can I'm, jump them into the top five. I yet. am so rooting. You have no idea how hard I am rooting for Michigan State to win the Big Ten East. Yeah, I would oh, love yeah. to see them make it into that oh, playoff yeah. Absolutely. series because I think Michigan State, out of the three, mm-hmm. is probably the most capable of beating one of those SEC teams because they can control time of possession. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's fair. That's kind of why I put them. I put them in my top four. Okay. I go, I'm keeping Georgia and Bama up there. I'm going. Loser. <laughs> I'm going Ohio State, and then I'm going to go Michigan State. All I'm right. saying two two top, two Big Ten teams in the top four. Because, like, kind of like, like we were just talking about with Oregon. I, they haven't really impressed me. Like, they don't, the, the, with who they have Their played. defense is solid. Their defense they have is a good defense. Even, yeah. even out they're the Pac-12, yeah. their defense is elite in yeah. the Pac-12. And their running back, uh, I'll pull up his name in just a minute, but uh, they have they got a solid run game. But then you got Cincinnati, still 9-0, and or they're 10-0 now. But, uh, See, they, but this they, is they all play no one. This is all Cincinnati has to do, is win. Yeah. That's the, yeah, Cause, exactly. Because one way or another, Which the, the somebody's going to get... 
I don't see Alabama. I'm sorry. Anyone can sit here and tell me all oh, Alabama this time. Alabama is not beating Georgia this year. Alabama is the only one that might be able to put up 20-some points on Georgia. Yeah, what's wrong with Georgia, yeah. by but, the way? Yeah. <laughs> they gave up 17 this week. Right, yeah. It's the first time all year they've given up more than 14 points Even in a game. they dropped, like, what, 40-something or whatever on them? So. Yeah. I had a feeling Tennessee was going to give them a hard time. And Tennessee has they're, been that team. That, I mean, but they like did it I before, said, so. it, that had nothing to do with Tennessee being a better team. That had everything to do with Josh Heupel going, we're going to run three plays in less than a minute. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is unheard. That is, it's absurd. <laughs> I'm going to take Chip Kelly's offense, and I'm going to put it in overdrive. So, <laughs> like, it's that's taking the NASCAR set that Penn State used to do and just pumping it up to yeah. like Formula One time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take off like a rocket. No, I. <laughs> I think Cincinnati has a chance to get in there. And like you said, they just have to win because if Alabama loses the SEC championship, obviously there's a lot of people that say, well, they'll just drop to four whatever. I don't feel like that's going to be the case because if you lose to Georgia and you've lost to Texas A&M, I feel like there might be a chance they could fall out of it, which gives the Bearcats a chance to they stay have in there. A two-loss team does not make it. And if Ohio game. State loses, then Ohio that's State, an even better chance. But there's another two-loss team. That, yeah. The thing that annoys me about it, yeah, if Cincinnati, if they went out, they'll make it. Right. But the thing that annoys me, because this reminds me of Notre Dame. Like no, 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 no. Let's not get this twisted. Cincinnati is the most underrated team in college football. I am but telling I don't think they can hand, hang with these guys. I think they can hang... Out of any of the teams that are in the top four right now, any of the teams in the top four right now, Cincinnati could hang with Georgia better than any of them. I, I actually, I, here, really, I'll say I this. guarantee it. Uh, I understand. I can't see. I kind of understand what he's saying. In terms I get of it. what I understand. They're what you're much, saying. They're much different team than they've been before. Here, I will say yes. that, but I, I can't see them being that up high and contending with any of these guys. I'll give you why. Quarterback, because Desmond Ritter, or Ritter, excuse me, is. If I, it, it, no disrespect to the Notre Dame fans out there, but let's be very honest. Ian Book was a good quarterback, but he managed the game. Where's yes. Ian Book right now? Exactly. I don't even know. I think he's on the Saints. I have he's, no idea. He's on practice squad. Yeah. For the Saints. So, Ritter, I understand that he manages the game, but he also has big play, big clutch time ability. ability to throw the football. And by the way, his defense, his cornerbacks, I believe they're both six foot three apiece. I know. And they're fast. And they're as fast Cincinnati's, as any wide receivers no, out they there. They look really good. Cincinnati's yeah. the, the defense. The teams that they're playing against, they're, they're pretty much blowing them out of the water. Right. But the teams that they're playing are just nobody. No, and but, I, and but I see, understand here's the thing. That. I do. Here's the thing. Cincinnati, once again, is being undervalued because of who they're playing. Not the talent that they have yeah. on their team. I will say this. Georgia's offense is not as good as everybody thinks it is. No. No, from how they I saw them play against Georgia's defense Tennessee. is elite. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely elite. And, and th- yeah. I, there hasn't been a defense like this since what Bama <laughs> I, a couple years ago. I don't even know, honestly. Maybe this even LSU. A, this yeah, this might be one of the best defense. I mean, I'm Ever. thinking 2013 Bama LSU yeah. Yeah. were the two best defenses I've seen in my time. I've seen in college football. This defense though, I think is might better. even yeah, blow them out of the water because they're putting up points at I the same put, time. I put Cincinnati number two defense in the country right now. Okay. Of those okay. top teams. That's how good their defense is. I think they could hang. Do I think they could win? No, but I think they could give... Give them a Georgia, run for their money. I give. I think they could give Georgia a better game than Alabama will. Okay. And I, they'll show that yeah. in the SEC championship game. Or Oregon would absolutely get destroyed. Because if you watch that... Cincy? Yeah. 
I think since he could beat Oregon on a neutral field. I think so. Okay. Because I look because if you look at them play Notre Dame, like yeah. Notre Dame's defense, by the way, is good. They're they're a good defense. The way that Ritter was able to pick them apart says to me that Georgia, they've listen, Georgia's got playmakers all over that field. But they have the ability to possibly be picked apart. You saw that with some of these other teams. They've been able to feast the ball here and there. And I think Cincinnati could be that. Plus, remember this too for Georgia. They've got a player right now, Adam Anderson, who's one of their top players, who's right now in some serious hot water for yeah. assault allegations yes, that are coming yes. against him. And who knows if he's going to be eligible to play for them. He's one of their best pass rushers and linebackers. If they don't have him, that could be trouble for them as well. And and let me, let me just say this much. Mm. If Luke Finkel <laughs> is the coach of Cincinnati next year, I will be surprised. Oh, he's going to get a lot of offers. That man is either, he should end up in USC. He should end up in LSU. And if Texas fires Starkeesian, yeah. that should be Texas's first phone call. Yeah. It's to Luke Finkel. I would. How can we get you to Texas tomorrow? You want the next Brian Kelly? You've got him right there in Cincinnati. It's the repeat all over again. Yep. This guy is Brian Kelly reincarnated. I mean, yeah, he's done great things to this team. They're playing obviously phenomenal. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll just have to really Give him a see. chance. I, I'll give him a chance. You I know they play the crappy teams. I'll give him a chance. Watch but, them. Okay, I'll one give him a date. chance. One date, Tyler. One <laughs> date. Take him on a blind date, Tyler. I'll give no, him a chance. No, 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 no blind dates. No blind dates. No blind dates. I'll give him a chance, <laughs> but I'm, I'm still not putting him in my top four. Show him some love. I'll stop still not putting him in top four. All right, so, real we are, Andrew, I don't know if you'd ever said Give us yours right, real quick. Real Andrew. quick, mine is going to be Georgia. I'm going to go Ohio State. I would go Cincinnati, and then I'd go Alabama. There's my four. All right. Right there for you. All right. Well, that wraps up our college football talk. That's the most we have ever talked about college football on this show, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, I thought it was good. We, we did good. There's a reason. Cincy, we love you. <laughs> yeah. Tyler's going to take you on a date. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on to basketball. Bulls continue their West Coast road trip tonight after coming off a must win to show that they could contend. How will they do on the rest of their trip? Listen to what we have to say here on Blow the Whistle. And now, the starting lineup for your... Blow the whistle, crew. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yes, sir. As always, at center, Tyler, Tyler Buterball. <laughs> I'm so glad you both thought of that. I was going to go small forward. <laughs> I was going to go small forward with it, but all right. It works either go way. <laughs> oh, that was great. You're at tip off, Tyler. All right. <laughs> I'm going up against like <laughs> Manute Bull. Yeah. Manute Bull versus you Tyler and Taco Fall. Oh, 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 oh yeah! Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Can we get that to happen? Now? Like, this isn't fair. I will reach out to Taco. <laughs> Please do. Hey, Let's the next this, time you're in Chicago, can you come and do a show? Just one jump ball. Just fall. He won't be able to fit in this studio. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he might. Yeah, he's going to have to duck to get into the, the yeah. Oh, yeah. doorway. Going to have to get a bigger chair. <laughs> yeah, we need a bigger chair. <laughs> we need a bigger boat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about again? Uh, sports. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Sports. 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 All right. So, 
Chicago Bulls coming off win yesterday in LA to the Clippers, one hundred to ninety, and what a game to come back out of losing to so beautiful. a bad, bad loss to Golden State. Which credit to Golden State and Steph Curry because I mean. They're yeah. just playing on a tear right now. Absolutely. Without Clay Thompson. Without Clay Thompson. That's the scary thing. <laughs> that's the thing. other part about that. That's the yeah. scary Without Clay Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Bulls are not done in L.A. They're going to be in L.A. tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers. But before we get into that, let's talk about the Clippers game. DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine doing what they do as being the, the top scoring duo in the whole league. Averaging, I saw, 52 points a game between mm-hmm. the two of them. Most by any duo in the rest of the league. Rose, DeRozan had 35, Levine 29. What? No, I was just oh. I, I was just going <laughs> to pop in here real quick and say those two aren't even like my biggest surprise. Mine is, I'm, I'm down to, first off, Lakers, thank you for giving us Alex Caruso. Yes. I mean, guys, <laughs> There's my big there surprise. <laughs> that you. dude has been defending and balling out in that half court Oop to Levine last night. Lob City, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's, I, there's a different level with Caruso that... He is leading the league in steals. I, I've said this before. I've eaten my words with this guy. I called yeah, him... Yeah, I never... And I never in a I million... I called him a show guy, but he's not... I literally, when they signed him, I looked at my son and I said, seriously, they're going to sign him and not... Yeah. And want to trade Kobe White? Are you freaking kidding I me? Was, Guess what? I'm okay with Kobe White going bye-bye at this so point. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was a little head-scratching first, because just like how you said, I figured... I. Felt like he was just a player for show, and everyone he kind of became a meme. Dunks the ball, brings energy off exactly. the bench, but that's about but, it. We don't really need that. No, and he he's brings a less in, tattooed bird. <laughs> he, he's a less oh tattooed bird man. He brings in. He does exactly what the Bulls need someone to do. You got three. He's got three steals, one blocked, six over like six or nine rebounds total. Six of them were defensively. Three of them were offensively. Yeah. He led the league in offensive rebounds. That's what the... Led the league. Led the team in offensive rebounds. That's what the Bulls were struggling with the most. Yeah. Is offense. And you got a guard doing that. Exactly. And that's the thing. And then you think about the fact that he's leading the league, or tied at least, I think, with... uh, Gary Payton the second uh, in steals. Who would have thought, right? The mini glove. The mini glove, yes. (laughs) (laughs) The children's glove, if you will. I would have never thought... Of him, and I call. I always call him as a nickname, Elmer Fudd, because when <laughs> in Space Jam, he looks just like him. <laughs> I'm hunting oh for steals. <laughs> I'm hunting for steals. You wascally wabbit, Wabwan! I'm coming <laughs> for you. <laughs> I'm looking for Wabwan James. <laughs> I'm coming for you in that Space Jam too, Wabwan. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna HGM three Caruso versus LeBron. Let's do it right now. I wanna see it. I'm telling you right now, I would be so satisfied. Too bad LeBron's not playing tonight if Caruso just blocked him and just, went, that's for Space CMG. Oh, I hope he's oh. in the building somewhere. I hope he I hope he just puts down the biggest dunk. That's I, why LeBron's out. He didn't want to go up against Alice Caruso. Uh, that's why. That's why it is. No, honestly, the, but that game against the Clippers, if I can, just it that was a that was the right thing to do. Obviously, the loss to the Warriors, it's I kind of expected that to happen. The Warriors are a really good team. Chemistry's there, everything. But the Clippers, you kind of there's a sense that they're not all completely there just yet. They're still like Paul's 
Paul George is doing his thing, but he's the only one doing his thing for that team. You know what? With I got Kawhi Leonard. I out, gotta give so. credit though, Reggie Jackson. He stepped up. He's been, he's been Mr. October. He's Mr. <laughs> he's Mr. Money from the three point line. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. October plays for the Absolutely. Clippers. Yeah. At 50 oh, something years old or whatever he is at this point. Wow, that's but you, timeless. Going yes. to what you said about the, them losing to the Golden State. That was probably one of their worst defensive games of the year. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And that's going to happen. Stacey against those King teams. made a good point. It's like everyone's already freaking out because, you know, everyone's already excited about the Chicago Bulls being great. It's like. It's an 82 game season. Right. It's like if so much they're not to gonna. Do. You guys aren't gonna like. No one's gonna win all, every single game. No. So it's you're gonna run into these. But Trust me, Jordan tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very true. Yes. <laughs> and the Golden State Warriors tried, if we're not mistaken, too. Yeah. So yes. I mean, this is a team that they're gonna have their faults. It's gonna happen. There's still a new yeah. team, and they're working through some stuff still. That's so. the thing. A new team, and they're already uh, colliding. Super well already. You to say collaborate, didn't collaborate. You? Yes, that was the word <laughs> I wanted to use. Hey, it's a Chicago word now. Collaboration, yeah, collaboration. And think about this too: they didn't have Vooch, no, and Tony Bradley. You know, he's good for the backup that comes in off the bench, but he's clearly not the full time starter they need. So obviously, they're going to venture out and go say, probably see, well, if see they can get somebody. That's so. what I wanted to ask you two, yeah. since you two are our our basketball guys. We have. <clears throat> a really good start to the season for the Chicago Bulls. Yes. Uh-huh. We are excited as a fan base. The the funds back in it at the United Center. It, it's it's a high paced, high it's energy. Definitely showtime in Chicago. Yeah, showtime in Chicago. What move would you like to see them make? Because I've seen a couple rumored moves that mm-hmm. they were gonna do. What move makes the most sense for you. Obviously it's going to involve Kobe White. Yeah. Yes. I I know you brought up we talked about it last week about Marvin Bagley. I yeah. love Bagley. I would like that a lot. Just bring another Duke guy into Chicago <laughs> see how it works out for you. Is like you said Kobe White definitely going to have to be on the trade market because what he can bring he, he can bring a lot to the table, but what he brings the Bulls don't need right now because they got all their scores, and yeah. now they got defense along with it. Mm-hmm. But they need their guard. The guard situation is absolutely perfect. Pretty they much don't need, locked in at this. Well, they don't and need I to would, worry about I the would, guard. I would, say this, like, I would say this much. If AO hadn't shown up and shown out the way he has yeah, in yeah. the time that he's had the be opportunity, it might be a different story as far as Kobe White goes, but he's proven that he's well worth it. I was yeah. expecting once Kobe White came back, they were going to put IO down to the Windy City, but... Why do that? Io is delivering. He's and a he's great two way player. Absolutely. He's giving you what you need and coming off the bench, he's playing perfectly. I keep him on the on the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. I wouldn't I, I don't even think they're thinking about putting him. I know I know down. I talked about the Marvin Bagley thing before. I'm actually thinking about some other ones. You know, Robert Covington's out there in Portland, and it's not a bad thing to get a guy like him who can kind of stretch the floor a little bit. He's kind of like He's not as big, but you're you're talking about a versatile four who I think can still shoot and defend. I would maybe even say see what see what Brooklyn wants to do with Lamarcus Aldridge. I know he's doing some work for them right now, coming off the bench. But if you're serious about maybe trying to do some stuff championship wise, and I know he's older, I, I get that. But you know that but for what he that, could provide in a small sense, I think could be an option. I don't that see makes sense because they need a point guard. 
Here's, yeah. here's the they only exactly yeah but see here's the only problem with that I don't see Brooklyn doing that within the no, same division I, and, and, they probably won't. And, and that's the thing is that with with what Brooklyn's trying to do he's an important key piece until something breaks with Irving and I don't think that's going to happen so I think that's a small chance but I'm saying you need I think you should look into that I think Robert Covington's another one I mean there's forwards out there I mean, the big thing is getting size as a backup to Vooch and then getting another forward out there who can rebound, possibly step out and shoot. But really I'm looking for a guy that can do what Patrick Williams was doing defense, rebounding, scoring inside, occasionally step out, maybe shoot. But it's, it's really just about making sure the rims protected at this point. Oh, I told, I told him if they made the move for, for Bagley jr. Like coach's first (laughs) conversation (laughs) with him was, you are Dennis Rodman. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Do not move. No. Do not shoot. You, you rebound. You down defend. That, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> that's exactly what they need right now because yeah. they don't need any more scores. So that's why I would say, I mean, it's a no-brainer that White is going to be traded away. I say that I give him, they'll probably let him play for a few weeks just mm-hmm. to get his value back since he's been out for so long. Yeah. I don't know. But, I don't know if necessarily his value is that bad right now. It's not. No. I mean, like if he comes out and starts stinking it up, though. Right. That's right. that. I I'd strike while the iron's hot. Like, like you're saying, yeah. just go for it. Right. If now. he comes out for this next week and he gets, I wouldn't say significant time, but some good time and starts lighting it up, I'm calling people. I'm calling people right yeah. away. I'll throw out another name too. I'll say Christian Wood from uh, from Houston. I think could be an option. Mm. I know Houston, I think, th- sees him as maybe being a part of their future because he's young. But if you make the right offer to them, I think they'd be willing to kind of break with him. It just kind of depends on what they're looking for at this point. I know their guard situation is kind of a little bit more locked up because of Jalen Green. But yeah. they they seem to want to be scoring on offense. So I think giving him Kobe White, making a few offers with these draft picks... I mean, we'll see what happens with this whole investigation thing, too, with these draft picks. But nevertheless, with what you have now with Kobe White and all that, if you might be able to get a move for him as well. Again, he's another big guy, defends well, can post up at the three and shoot some shots, too. So the thing, again, offense is not really the main concern. Mm -mm. It's a lot about defense, and I think that's where they need to throw the focus. So and and there's guys out there, but they have to go out there and make the and explore. And then a quick question I wanted to ask you, gents, before we head out. Um, So the Bulls have three more games on the road in the West, including tonight. Lakers, Portland, Denver, before they go back home. Do you see the uh, the Bulls winning out before coming back home? I think they can. I think they can. I think think they should be happy with a 2-1 and out of these next three games. Portland's a no-brainer. You should win that game. No No problem. No problem. Shut down CJ McCollum. Keep, keep. Keep Damian Lillard if, at the at the edge. If you can keep, if <laughs> I know it's a big ask right now, but if you can keep AD out of his game tonight, you've got a great chance to win that game. That he made the big load on themselves tonight. Jeez, he went <laughs> off yesterday. Yeah, he he decided he wanted to be a man. Of course, yeah. I want to lead this team, and then he's probably going to go my back, my back, oh, my, my back. But, <laughs> but I, for me, it's Denver. Denver's That's, the, Denver's going to be, be the, the, the tough game for them. Because Jokic is back, and he's doing a great mm-hmm. job leading that team. Although Michael Porter Jr. is not, I, he's not 100%, and then Jamal Murray is not back too. So they could come out of this with a three-game winning streak and go back home and start another run. Yes, I, I agree. It's going to be going to be a tough, most tough for Denver, but I can see him holding out, winning out. But we are doing something a little bit different than we usually do. There are a lot of great football movies that have been made. Which football movie is your favorite? Find out who your Blow the Whistle crew's top football movies are here on Blow the Whistle.
Welcome back to Blow the Whistle. And as always, I'm Tyler Beaterball with... That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we not done yet? Oh, uh, yeah, Andrew Valentin. LeBron James. LeBron, LeBron James. James. <laughs> I'm David Dykstra. Yeah. That's David Dykstra. Just just remember that, Quad Pod. <laughs> <laughs> We're still on this. He's not going to get over it. I'm not going to let it go forever. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, as we teased, is... We're doing something a little different today. We're going to just talk about the greatest movies, greatest football movies of all time. What we consider the greatest yes. football movies. Our opinions. Our opinions. Our opinions. There's no right or wrong Our answers. Opinions. Everyone's a winner. And if you don't like it, too bad. <laughs> it's our Get opinions. Yes. All right. So, David, I'm going to have you start off with this because I like your <laughs> idea with this. So, do you want like this top, top three? Top three? Let's do top okay. three movies. Top three? Football movies. Um, Top three. Number three. I'm going to go with The Longest Yard. Okay. Uh, the original, not the 74. remake. Yeah. Okay. The Burt the Bert Bert Reynolds, Reynolds original. Okay. Young Burt Reynolds. Young, for, young, spicy. I don't know if anybody from Adam Sandler's movie knows who was Bert, the coach in that one. Bert, who is that old guy? Yeah. <laughs> An actual football player from Florida State. Yes. Running back. <laughs> Um, number two, necessary roughness. Okay, I I, I like those cheesy comedy, <laughs> comedy underdog comes yeah. out and makes a game of it. Yada 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 blah mm-hmm. blah. And I'm a huge Scott Bakula fan. I was gonna say okay. yeah, huge Scott, Scott Bakula, Bakula fan. It's so. Got Sinbad in it. It's, yeah, there's a lot there's of a lot like, of names in lot there. A <laughs> lot of a lot of, lot of good names in that mm-hmm. movie. Um, but number one and above everything else, I will drop whatever I'm doing if I see the program is on. Okay. Okay. The program like to me is the quintessential, and it it centers more around college football, and and I guess that's kind of where I, my my loyalties lie. Anyway, I'm I'm a diehard college football fan. Mm-hmm. I I can sit and watch NFL football. Yeah. But if it, it's a choice between college or NFL, I'm gonna watch college any day, every day, unless it's one of my favorite teams in the NFL, which is you know Pittsburgh, Atlanta, or Chicago. Okay. But uh, the program dives deep into steroid use, drug use. Uh, paying the players, players who are not necessarily the most intelligent people book-wise, but you get them into a film room and they can tell you exactly what a player's going to do on a certain play and what their responsibilities are for that play. You know, it just dives deep into the underbelly of what college football is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. Lattimore. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. The f- that's the first time I ever saw face paint on a football player and yeah. I loved every single moment of it. I, I won't lie. When I first saw that movie, I was kind of inspired because I saw it in high school, actually my freshman year. And I'm like, I got to do something like that. Yeah. I never did because they wouldn't allow us you to from like, our yeah, program. I know, right? But I, I really was like, I want one of these days I'm going to just do it. And I'm just going to see what happens. Just see if anybody I says, start. I just wanted to do it. Yeah, just, just to just see. see. But yeah, the, for me, it's, it's, it's the program. Okay. okay, I like that, Andrew. What about you? Uh, this is I, I got a lot of yeah, football's uh, football is one of my favorites. Football, yeah, it's my favorite sport. Football movies are because great. I think about it like I really like concussion. I know that's not football per se, but it is based around football. Yeah, love that movie. Uh, the Express, by the way, which is about Ernie Davis, is a great movie too. That's the that's mu- another that's one. What the music was from? Yes, I, that's what I, that's when I heard it. I was like, oh, I'm picturing it now. And then uh, also too, I'm trying to think. Invincible is really good. My top three though, if I can. Uh, 
Oh, now I'm getting difficult because now I'm thinking draft day and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> draft day is draft day. I think is most a good underrated movie. football movie of all time. I think it's really good. Uh, but for my top three, I'm gonna go with Remember the Titans as my number three. Okay. I okay. like Remember the Titans. I think it's a good story. I like I like the Denzel Washington. I think does a great job in it. It's it's just a, it's a good feel good story that obviously deals with an issue that is still continuing on today. It's the, the and the, not only that too, but it's taking us back to an old time of of football and is dealing with us uh, like it's a real story. For those who don't know, it is based off a real story. To what extent I don't know, but it's a very good story nonetheless. My number two. Oh God, there's so many. There's God. This is there's a lot. There's a lot of good ones. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna. I don't know which one to pick. Oh my god, I'm I'm flip a coin. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, all right. I, I'm sorry. I'm kind of stalling. Ten, nine, I know. I know. Eight, seven, six, uh, five, four, three. Don't put me under the two, gun like this. One. one. Pick it. Uh, I'm all right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with draft day. I'm gonna go okay. with draft day. Um, just because. It gives you the. I I like the other side of the things, right? I like the management and stuff. I I like that that story being told of what's happening, draft picks, things like that. And then my number one, I, number one, I got to go with Friday Night Lights just because I know I'm an unoriginal SOB for that. From no, no, I, it's not that you're an unoriginal SOB. I, 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 and I'll probably get beat up for saying I never, never got into that movie. Oh my That's fine. gosh, I forgot about one of my all-time favorites, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So what I'm going to do for my top three, I'm going to start off number three, just because I'm going for the, the comedy side. I got to go with Waterboy. Okay. I mean, okay. Yeah. Waterboy is just, I can watch it every single time. Don't don't get too mad when Waterboy 2 comes out. I hope they don't ruin I'm it. I'm not watching They're that doing movie. it. Are they really? Yeah. I'm not seeing them. Happy Gilmore 2 and Waterboy 2. I'll watch yeah. it again, but I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it. The replacements. But, that's what I was oh! going to go with. I don't know why I blanked on that. Why? So yeah. honorable mention to the replacements. Yes. Uh, yes. And do then, uh, replacements too, please. I'm going to do... Right? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Number two, I'm going to do Invincible. I actually just recently saw this movie, like probably like a year or so ago. I kind of saw it really late. Okay. But I, li- I really liked it because, I mean, I've always loved true story movies. I like those two, And yeah. so I thought it was really cool about this guy that worked at a bar, and then he just he went to the, to the uh, mm-hmm. Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say Phillies for some reason. The Eagles. Papali, <laughs> folks. For like a walk-on. Papali. <laughs> And it was, I mean, just you don't get more <laughs> Philadelphia. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> there's no more Philadelphia than that. Vince yeah. Bali. And the, the whole story was just awesome. And then obviously I think it's probably pretty obvious. Remember the Titans is my favorite. It's just a feel good, happy uh, movie. And it's just, it's a hell of a tearjerker. I got to say. So, I mean, overall it was really good. And then I want to throw mention. Do honorable, honorable mention. I'm gonna do this. It's a TV series. I've I gotten into it in the past year. Really good. All American. I knew he was gonna say Netflix. that. It's a great show. Great. Okay. It's, great it's, show. I've seen it. I've it's, seen it advertised on a, Netflix, and I I just phenomenal. I'll say it's a little teeny Bobby for maybe some older people. It's based yeah. around a true story, though. Apparently, it's so. about high school kids yeah. and stuff. And it's kind of like they. I think it's based before, but they're using like today's kids. Yeah. And by the way, as people that went to a media school who edit. 
they got to do something. Like, there's scenes in there. I'm like, that's not what happens at a football game. Like, it's totally drawn up for the Hollywood crowd. Okay. But. It is. But overall, I mean, just the whole story yes. and everything, it's sweet. Absolutely. All right. So your honorable mention was The Replacements. Yes. Yours is All-American. Mine, this is totally 90s. Please say Little Giants. No. Damn. Varsity Blues. Okay. I like that. I, I like that. Like, how can you not? Who doesn't love Mox, man? Mox. <laughs> Tan, <laughs> I give it a tan, folks. Bacon, come here. That's maybe Bacon. one of the greatest Hollywood Halloween costumes I saw this year. Oh, so good. Oh, pig and syrup in hand. Pig and syrup in hand. Oh, it's so like. <laughs> there's so many like Scott Con mm-hmm. tweeter. Oh, tweeter. yeah, absolutely. Another new one that's came out recently. I think I've told uh, David. At least I told you about it. It's on Disney Plus. Safety. Yeah, you told me really, about safety. I saw that. I, really good. I, I like that's it. That's a really good story. I like that. I like the whole story behind it. I thought it was cool about like this kid that was playing football while also taking care of his little brother in school. It was nuts. So we yeah. got Remember the Titans is Tyler's number one. Mm-hmm. Friday night. Friday lights. night lights, Mr. Status Quo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And the program. What do you want me to say, Airbud Golden Receiver? <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's folks. what I'm talking about. There. That's what I'm talking about. How about that? So, everyone, you heard our <laughs> top football movies. Tweet us, Facebook us, Instagram us your top uh, uh, football movies. We'd love to hear it. But that wraps up our show for today. Thank you to everyone that was listening. Um, especially thank you to our Under the Hood uh, podcast listeners. We, um, we're very happy that uh, you can... To be under the hood. Be under the hood, yes. <laughs> um, if you missed today's show or if you missed the first half of our show, our, all of our shows are recorded on Spotify, Anchor, Quad Pod, uh, yeah, iHeartRadio. Don't forget Radio, about Quad Pod. They'll never forget about you. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Go it over. goes on and on and on. There's never. really... You can't... You can't not find us. So, yeah. but um, thank you for listening. And we're back here next week, two to four, as always on Mondays. And, and we got an anniversary celebration coming up here. We do. Right yeah, after I Thanksgiving. Over, I overshot that when I was selling that on Xbox. Yeah, Sports. you My overshot bad. it a little bit. Just but a little bit. Yes, we the, do. The Monday after Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen, will yeah, be our yeah, one, one year, year anniversary. And we're going to do some special stuff that mm-hmm. day. It's going to be a party. So. Signing off, as always, I'm Tyler Buterball. David Dykstra. And Drew Valentin. Have a wonderful rest of the week, and we'll be back here next Monday. And don't forget to stay tuned and listen to Robbie's World of Sports coming up next with Robbie Lopez.